0: This is an exclusive presentation of WoWO 1190 AM and 1075 FM, Unholstered.
1: Hey, welcome back here to Unholstered. Hopefully, you are having a fantastic weekend. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I'm one of your hosts here on Unholstered. I actually represent the media side, as during the weekday, I host my own News Talk radio program here in Northeast Indiana, and
2: I'm sitting alongside my co host, Sophia. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia rosales Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and I represent the law enforcement side, and welcome back to Unholstered.
1: I know people probably think if they listen on a regular basis how redundant that is, but you'd be (laughs) surprised, um, uh, if you're listening right now, how many folks don't realize that Sophia actually serves on the Fort Wayne Police Department and has for nearly 30 years. And she just said it. She's a captain with the Fort
2: Wayne Police Department. So I feel like that's really important for us to remind people, Sophia. It is. <laughs> and I think we just want to make sure we're, if someone's catching us for the first time mm-hmm. that they know who we are and what we represent. Because
1: halfway through, if you if you join us, you know, 15 minutes in... So someone doesn't know what your background is or where you work or what you do no because i don't repeatedly say that <laughs> exactly. through the entire show. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should do that uh, speaking of repeats we have someone else uh back in studio who has been here before um and i am just uh, deeply fascinated by the topic of conversation that we're going to get into it has a lot to do with social media uh, and the digital sphere specifically when it comes to digital drug dealing um, i think for me a lot of it appears to be like the wild west and so i don't know if it if y'all feel that way on the side with law enforcement, but that's what I'm kind of hoping we can get into today.
2: Well, I think as we kind of traverse technology through the years and we've come such a long way, I mean, when I started 28 years ago, you know, we were still on these big radios that were just heavy and you could use them as like Bricks to throw, you know, build things with. And mm-hmm. now we're into a smaller radio. So we didn't have cell phones when I first started. Then we had bag phones. And then we had these big, clunky cell phones. Cell you didn't phones, have and then... cell phones when you first started? No. Wow. I know. I'm, I'm showing my age. But this is how we've come so far in technology. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as law enforcement, we have to keep up. The technology side of society is just becoming. Um, overwhelming at times. I um, mean, we have to keep up with technology and we have to know what people are doing because they're, they're moving to a different sphere. They're not actually getting on to brick and mortar crimes. There's a lot of more digital techn- technological crimes. And that's where we kind of talked about this in the past that we wanted to bring on someone to, to help us kind of understand like where we're going, where we've come from, how did we start to where we are now. So we did that, and we um, I'm bringing back Mark. And Mark, go ahead and introduce yourself.
0: Uh, my name's Detective Mark DeShays. I'm with our Gang and Violent Crimes Unit with the City of Fort Wayne Police Department.
2: And I'm really glad you brought Mark
1: back. Mark, um, you're, you're so intelligent when it comes to all of this. Like I said, social media, some of the, the lingo that's used on social media, digital drug dealing in general. But I kind of want to take it step by step because I do feel like this can kind of get... Into the weeds a little bit can get a little complicated. I feel like the whole digital world is just complicated in general. Um, so, can we kind of just start with, you know, maybe perhaps, you know, social media and when the rise of social media being a dangerous place kind of started to occur.
0: Well, I mean, social media has been in its genesis since like 2005, essentially when Facebook came around, LinkedIn. Facebook,
1: myspace, Remember, that's what I started MySpace. With. myspace came <laughs> in, came in
0: and left, but uh, in that Thank generation, you. we literally started to change the way people viewed uh, interacting with each other. They started sharing, they started sharing videos, photos, music, music was the first genesis of intershare. And then as it continued, now we're to the point where people are sharing f- like almost live time portions of their life as they move through life, and it's become the new method of communication. So from 2005 to 2023, now they're estimating that over 94% of all Persons in the United States participate in social media in some form or another. I would
1: never have guessed
0: 94%. You're talking grandparents being on social media so that they can see photos of grandkids. You're talking kids being on social media as a primary form of communication. So, some way or another, social media has crept into almost everyone's life. And just as we were talking before the beginning of this broadcast, the WoWo Instagram hashtag was yeah. up on the screen as well. It is it is the most prevalent form of communication.
1: You know, it's funny you bring this up, um, about 94%. That's a staggering quote to me. I was home a couple of weekends ago for Easter. I'm originally from a really small town in Union City, Pennsylvania. And my dad was asking me what Twitter is. He just didn't understand it. And then it got into trying to explain a hashtag. I don't know that I've ever had to try to put into words what a hashtag is, or what really Twitter is. And, and to him, it made no sense. It was lost on him. Why do you only want one hundred and forty characters to to talk about something or you know to update your life? But from a news point of view, which is what I do, I love Twitter. It's very helpful to me. It's very easy to categorize things and find things. But to him it was lost on him. So when you say ninety four percent, I'm like, yeah my dad's in that six percent that is not on social media. <laughs> but that then was, the, yeah.
0: the converse side is is that there's a whole portion of our populace that's only on social media. And we use this, I've used this story when we teach about social media is that I have daughters who are uh, 18 and 20, and at certain points in their lives, we've watched them navigate this social media. And uh, years ago, I was walking with my wife once and was texting, and my wife kept looking at me wondering who I was texting. And I said, well, it's your daughters. I'm texting our daughters goodnight. And she said, well, that doesn't make sense because I tried calling them, and they didn't answer the phone. Mm. And I looked at her and I said, have you ever seen them with a phone to their ear? Have you ever seen them call somebody with a phone to their ear, and I said, you can't force someone to communicate in a fashion that they don't communicate. That would be like me expecting you to Morse code me, (laughs) and Morse code me back when I started doing it. I go, it's not fair, but we can now categorize generations of society by what social media they utilize, what platform they utilize, and that can even get down into the finites of being able to age them by how old they are based on different social media platforms, when they came out, Who utilizes them? Who utilizes them as their primary form of communication? Who utilizes them as their secondary form of communication? It's become uh, a very navigable field that allows us to define different categories of somebody based on different aspects of what social media platforms they use.
2: It's so weird to me. I, I do run the social media page for our police department primarily I'm like the prime person so I try to navigate all these different areas I just it's overwhelming it's overwhelming it yeah. is overwhelming so primarily we're on Facebook and it goes to Instagram too because you can you can do a dual hey you when can this link post, them yeah. yes, link them on this post this post but it, 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 I have friends my kids are on Snapchat I've tried to get into Snapchat I just can't I don't understand I'm like I'm saving pictures I don't mean to save and <laughs> I'm doing all sorts of stuff I'm trying to figure it out it's just hard and it's maneuvering through those platforms is just difficult but as he said this is what our kids are doing and and we need to pay attention and it's
1: all really good perspective because we we, and we see it as overwhelming or uh, just I'm not even gonna learn how to use it cuz I for me like I'm a big Instagram user like I don't I don't want to deal with Facebook I don't want to deal with snapchat I don't want to deal with TikTok. I'm just I'm comfortable on Instagram but like you just said Mark you know we're figuring out as a society down to the age of what kiddos are primarily communicating on and if we are figuring it out but yet we're reluctant to engage certainly criminals predators uh, drug dealers they have figured it out in tenfold and are using it to their advantage as well
0: oh absolutely I mean you know the beginning of the criminal wave of predation within social media started with sex predators using sites that were majoritively chat sites for younger children to predate on younger children. And we had a lot of sex predator, social media uh, predation, and that became a huge issue. But as every criminal is advantageous in his manners, what do they do? They switch to the easiest manner. If they can sit at home and reach out to a target audience for selling narcotics and drugs, without doing anything other than what they do every day, then they're going to do that. And so we've had to move, you know, I'm in my late 40s, almost 50. We've had to move into a stage where we have to be very cognizant of what social media platforms exist, how they exist, and what to look for on social media platforms to understand what we're seeing because it's a new language. It's an emoji language. It's a language of photos. It's in a language of different styles of writing, of hashtags, of you know, of all these different iconography type issues that we have to comprehend. We're reading a map that we have to know what the key says.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually gonna bring up the lingo as well, especially when it comes to parents and just being aware, you know, of some of the things that their kiddos are talking about or saying or using. Can you, I'm I'm sure, like you just said, it's like its own language of itself. And I'm sure that could be a a whole episode in (laughs) itself, but can you kind of pinpoint maybe some things or or emojis or what have you that parents should maybe be on the lookout that typically represent maybe drugs or sex or something of that nature
0: sure just to give you an idea when we first started seeing different types of emojis that we were concerned about um maybe 10 years ago we had i had a partner that was saying why do they keep having this gasoline pump you know an emoji of a gasoline Mm -hmm. pump show up why do all these guys need gas and she just you know like they just it just completely eluded them, why this could possibly be an issue? Why was everyone so broke? They needed gas money, and it was gas being uh, a colloquialism for marijuana, being for uh, a term for good marijuana. Therefore, hit me up for gas, meaning hit my hit me up, call me, text wow. me for the best gas quote quote marijuana that you can buy and so uh, social medias do po- self-police and you know they do mm-hmm. discourage direct drug sales so we see a lot of you know pictures of drugs for sale with with tags over them saying not for not promoting not for sale not you know sort of thing but then they but use the <laughs> but then they use yeah. emoji lexicon they use emojis to speak a language unto itself so it might be a tree uh, pine trees tend to be very prevalent for marijuana as well because a street term for marijuana is tree so what they do is they take the street terms they find the emojis that best suit the street term and then they utilize them at, as symbols on the page and you'll see things such as a singular tree followed by a cell phone emoji followed by maybe an arrow or a gasoline Jeez. pump and what it's saying is a chain of events for marijuana call my cell phone hit me up and we can make a deal so we see these we see a new language developing and we have to interpret that language and like you said there's there's symbols for marijuana uh prevalent our most the big scourge right now of our community is fentanyl Mm -hmm. and what we see fentanyl majoritively in is in the blue pill format in the um in the fake oxycontin hydrocodone or pills the m30 pill so we see these little blue pills so anything that's blue they tend to use as an emoji. So we see blue dots, we see blue jeans, little emojis of Levi's blue yeah. jeans for sale. We see emojis for hit me up for blues and just anything that fits within that an entire that, range yeah. of things is is the the new vernacular, the new language for, for that type of drug. So we, we just have to interpret them as they come down the pipe we see different emojis for like Xanax when Xanax was popular. We see different emojis. So we have to know what type of drug we're talking about first. Then we have to know what that type of statement is, maybe what the street name is. If everyone's calling them blues on the street, we start to interpret what we're reading or what we're seeing in social media postings.
1: I have like so yeah. many questions, but yeah. and, and this one might not be very kind, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you kind of feel like just because of the digital technological age that we live in, and I don't mean just the Fort Wayne Police Department. I just mean law enforcement in general. And actually, you could you could throw our lawmakers out there as well. Do you feel like it's more reactive than proactive right now, like you're just trying to keep up with
0: head above the water? Yeah. I mean, we are routinely in our job specifically dealing with, with the majority of our violence within the gang unit is from youth. You know, so we're dealing with fourteen year olds to maybe twenty year olds at the top end that's the digital age. They're so far ahead of us in the digital age mm-hmm. that we have to, that we're scrambling to keep up. So we do a lot of interviewing and we ask them what social media platforms are being used, where are threats being made, you know? we And they're telling us new platforms and as these platforms change, we have to adapt to change with them, but social media is changing to, to help obscure surveillance. So, you know, now new social media platforms are direct chat groups where, they create a small room, mm-hmm. everyone gets in and verbally, or they all chat via FaceTime so that there's no surprises and there's no record of that. So we're, we're getting into these ages of different types of chat groups that are designed to really be completely anonymous and but, hide identity.
1: Well, that's why I said from the beginning, I, I kind of feel like it is a little bit like the Wild West because you're almost doing your best just to keep up with all of these technological advancements. But where does actually enforcing the law come in because like you just said it a you can't even track some of these things they're anonymous but then b when you're talking about jurisdiction let's say you're going to bust a 20 year old who's selling drugs on snapchat how how does that work in terms of jurisdiction
0: i mean jurisdictionally we we have the burden of always bear we always bear the burden of proving that it happened within our jurisdiction so we jurisdictionally have to prove where the venue happens before we can charge the crime what if
1: he's in wyoming
0: then we would have to transfer the jurisdiction to Wyoming. Hmm. And then there could be federal implications because it's interstate, happening over the airwaves, happening over the Internet sort of uh, crimes. But majoritively, what we are doing is we're seeing, you know, because this is a new form of communication, one of the biggest issues with drug dealing is is that it exposes children to drugs that they never had exposure to before. You know, I grew up in inner city of Philadelphia when I was very young. I remember going down to the... To the, to the rail line and getting on the train platform and being offered cocaine, and it just absolutely blew my mind as a 14-year-old mm-hmm. that people would deal drugs so blazingly. Well, now we have 12-year-olds that are on Snapchat that have access to people that are pushing drugs all the time, and they're sitting in their bedroom. So now this drug dealer no longer is in some shady back alley, not in, you know, 3 a.m., dark cars, it's sitting on their phone, they're being solicited directly on their phone, or not solicited per se, the offer is there for them to simply reach out and make.
2: It's quite simple with the cash apps, you just cash app people back and forth, you drop it off in your mailbox, or put it under your you know, mat on your porch, who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, Who knows how these kids are getting it? Um, Various ways, but those cash apps are really, really what's pushing this, and when kids have accessibility to money, um, sometimes parents just offer them a bank card and they can you know just do what they want but parents never check to see where that cash is going so there's just a lot of things that as parents we have to be aware of and we cannot bury our heads heads in the sand because our kids are dying our kids are dying from these drugs and we need to start parenting in a different way um, and be more open to um, technologies that are coming and i'm the first to say it is hard for me yeah. it is difficult for me but I care about my kids. I care about your kids. So this is what Mark decides to do. This is what our gang unit does. This is what our vice narcotics unit does. Is every officer on the Fort Worth Police Department has to be up to speed on at least a little bit of this so we can help protect this community. I do take
1: comfort knowing there are people like Mark. Yeah, you know, in, me too. In our community, <laughs> uh, doing their best to keep up and track it all down. Mark, do you feel like, you know, I'm hearing you talk, and a lot of it's going back to these, you know, these big tech companies and social media. Do you feel like big tech companies are I don't want to say solely responsible but are they or they need to take some responsibility for a lot of this going on
0: I mean I believe that in the social predation the sexual predation of youth we we have to put that onus on some of them as well but I but when we're talking about youth doing what youth have always done which is skirt the edges of the law until they figure (laughs) it out uh you know drugs are a big portion of that the problem is is that we've just changed the exposure rate we went from Uh, an exposure rate of maybe someone knew somebody who possibly sold drugs or they saw them at parties or they saw them in, you know, somewhere. And it was that only opportunity they had to now we're seeing the kids, kids have a virtual window into the world in the palm of their hand. They can look at any subject they want. They can review it. They can explore it. They can watch TikToks and Snapchats about it. So, the investment that we have to place, we can't put that onus back on the tech companies to police it because it's communication and it's going to be fundamentally protected right. as our right. It's no different line. than what we're yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. People can agree or disagree with it. They don't have to listen to it. They don't have to to participate. But we can't. So we have to be careful how we regulate communication, especially when this is becoming our primary form of communication for a whole generation. Um, you know, TikTok just banned uh, or Purdue just banned the TikTok platform mm-hmm. on all on all campus computers. I thought my daughters were going to have a stroke. I said you can still look at it on your phone. Just understand what the risks inherent with that platform are. But you know, like that's an integral portion of what they do. Whether it's to relax, whether it's to communicate, whether it's to express themselves, that's an integral portion of what they do.
1: What do What do you think about that, though, from a law enforcement enforcement point of view? I mean, I get that fine line between you know free speech and communication, but yet you also want to have some safeguards in place there is a fine line there but from a law enforcement point of view do you feel like there there does need to be some laws on the books or some safeguards here that that are not in existence
0: i feel that the biggest thing is we just need cooperation between the tech giants and law enforcement Um, you know we want to support it's no different than us supporting every other freedom that people have we want to support your freedom to, to free speech and that's integral to your constitutional right but When we start investigations, we need to have cooperation. Some of the tech giants with social media are very resistant to law enforcement.
1: Why? Why? Because they
0: feel it's some sort of intrusion into free speech, so they make disclosures to their clients that they're being investigated. And it just gives us huge hurdles we already have to you know when we start these investigations it's not like we can call and just say look up so and so tell us everything you know we are required to get search warrants we're required to swear out affidavits of probable cause under penalty of perjury with judges once those are done once those legal hurdles that we accept and we you know conform with are done we should have some sort of compliance with the tech giants and it seems like it's a big resistance from them
2: and i think this this is getting this could get very political, um, in this when we're talking about this particular yeah. thing right here. But you know they, these tech companies enjoy some freedoms from federal regulations. They sure do. Um, that are extremely. Um, <laughs> Section two thirty being one of them. Yes. So I, I find it very hypocritical for them to say, well, you know, uh, we're not going to adhere to this mm-hmm. because this is free speech. But you know, we're gonna. Do what we want and take people off our platform we don't agree with. So they, they, they enjoy some freedoms that the government gives them but then they don't want to participate in the governmental process they want to have their cake and eat it too. yes Yes. (laughs) and and that's what i have issue with i have an issue with that as well Um, so if they want to comply with subpoenas and like i said it's not mark said we're not just going in there hey give us this information we're going in there with legal subpoenas that you should have to adhere to. and that's the
1: same way with just cell phones right with with same with verizon or at&t same kind of concept right yes do you think if we opened up these platforms uh, these big tech companies to more lawsuits if you will like and just 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 pegged them constantly do you think we'd maybe see some more cooperation
0: i don't know where you're going to see the cooperation i feel like you know the news radio has benefited because it it allowed people the opportunity at distance to hear the news Mm -hmm. and now we've changed we're changing different platforms to how we interject how we inject information into our society and at some point there should be some open source freedoms, but there also has to be some allowances.
1: I mean, that's us right now. There are FCC guidelines right. that we all have to follow. I have to follow yeah. Monday through Friday. You during have to my... bleep me out yeah. occasionally when I get a little too excited. Exactly. i like, topic. Sophia, hit the dump button. Hit the dump button. Um, you know, there are certain things that we we can and cannot say. So I guess to me, I struggle a little bit with, I'm, I'm with you, Sophia. It gets a little political, um, and I struggle with some of those what are the, What's the word I want to use to uh, this? It's hypocritical to me for big tech. Yeah. Some of the pleasures that they get to have versus some of the, I don't know, safeguards they don't have to abide by. It gets frustrating, especially as a parent. It yeah. gets really frustrating. And
2: understand some of these companies are not even American companies. Right. 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 So how are we to regulate what happens in the Netherlands or in China or in Russia where some of these um, platform companies are held?
0: Right. Um,
2: how do you? how do you get around that you can't circum. you're not going to flash a subpoena to a chinese company and they're going the to adhere to what you want to yeah. say the owner of TikTok, tock so, right yeah
0: but um, at the same token we as parents have an investment in our children and true. the investment in our children is to bet is to safeguard them to our best ability you know and it and it always benefits our kids to have a little bit of freedom you know to make mistakes to learn from m- mistakes to allow them to make mistakes on their own not to safeguard them in you know the padded walls
1: wasn't it you, Mark, now that I'm sitting here looking at you and we're talking about this, you said something, and I think it was you who said it, and I, this stuck with me. You said you had two girls, when they got their cell phones, and correct me if I'm wrong, you made them essentially sign a contract with you and your wife that they had to abide by to yes. have said cell phone, right? Yeah. I think that's a great idea.
0: And we still, you know, the investment that we have is you switch gears as a parent. If I want, you know, the same conversation with my wife trying to call my daughters, I said, well, you want to, you want to talk to them? Gotta text them. You, you yeah. might have to Snapchat them,
1: <laughs> or Snap. Oh boy! <laughs> and, and they might
0: respond within a second, mm-hmm. or go, and it'll be a short blurb. You might be able to uh, live Facetime them if you want to Facetime them. They, my kids tend to Facetime, and sometimes they will even set their phones down live Facetiming, and you're looking at the ceiling. <laughs> it's a different form of yeah. communication, but that's how they talk to their friends. And so we have to jump on board that. So we have Snapchat f- platforms for our family. We have Instagram our family we do those types of engagements because we want to make sure that we keep our daughters engaged with us and it keeps us exposed to how they're communicating now they're get, becoming adults so the regulations,
2: you're, you're,
0: you're the regulations have old. been reeled yes. off but
2: yeah uh, i do hope you have just instilled something in them that they will carry on and take precautions mm-hmm. in social media because these can be very dangerous yeah we know suicide rates go up yep. as more children are exposed to social media and seeing all the quote-unquote good stuff that everyone else is posting but they're never posting the bad stuff
0: Right. My um, daughter calls it FOMO, fear of missing out. Yep, yeah. The yep, world is yeah. at your fingertips. Everyone's videotaping. Yep. They're videotaping every minute of highlight reels. And there's a fear of missing out, fear that you've missed something, fear that you haven't obtained it. So parents have to get engaged. They have to be looking for those clues. They have to be looking at text messaging. They have to be looking at social media. And they have to be observing stuff and asking questions. Why would you have a tree emoji followed by a cell phone emoji, Mm -hmm. followed by a gas pump emoji on your phone.
1: I hit a tree, so I got a call to get some gas.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and if you just, I just, while we were having this show, I Googled emojis used for drugs and Googled it, and DEA.gov comes up and it gives you emojis, what they mean. Not all of them are gonna be on there. There's always gonna there's always gonna be different ones coming up at different times, but it gives you a good indication of what the, the line of emojis look like that you should be looking for. Really
1: quick, we've got less than two minutes, but I wanna ask this and make sure we get it in um kind of on topic, but kind of off topic. I know I have a lot of friends actually, um, who order a lot of their medications online, whether it be it's cheaper, they can get it in bulk, um, what have you. Do you Find that there is the structural safety online to be ordering medications?
0: I mean, I feel like there's a general uh, Russian roulette game being played mm-hmm. right now with whether you're getting you valid you're U.S. Yeah. medicine or if you're getting uh, counterfeit medicine. So I, I feel like that's a, that is a Russian roulette game that you have to play with some sort of level of trust with who you're dealing with, whether they're regulated, whether they're complying with those regulations, because now it's just too cheap to produce... Mm-hmm any sort of medication and stamp it out um that, so that is a game I, we don't delve very far into that because it becomes a federal issue when right when they're being trans uh when they're being transferred like that but with drugs and kids you know like we are heavily invested in it and we source it and we watch it we watch that social media when we have opportunity we have a lot of people that show us those accounts they provide us those accounts they send us Screenshots, and then we're very diligent about tracking that down because it's just another form of poison being injected, and we got to stop it. The and Wild
1: West. Guns Great. and
0: drugs go together, so we watch just as much guns on social media as we do drugs.
1: We've had Mark on before, as I mentioned, uh, talking a lot about just your digital footprint in general. If you missed that episode, you can listen to it now by downloading the Unholstered podcast. You can download us anywhere you download a podcast, even if you have an Android device, an Apple device. It doesn't matter. We're on every single platform where you can download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered.
0: Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM.